Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, VP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Hey everybody, I am Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering here at Tolaris. You are on Next Level Biz Tech. And today we have the pleasure of being joined by my good friend and leader and vice president of our contact center practice, Brandon Knight. Brandon, welcome. Thanks, thanks, Josh. I, I like that you said pleasure, man. I mean, it makes it like I was going to have a fun experience. I like that. That's right. Uh, so so first, first section of this, for anybody that's tuning into this, you know, this is about we talk to a the practice leader, uh, somebody key to this at Tolaris, right? So as we're kicking off our contact center uh, portion of the podcast, we're, we're coming to you for the practice leader. Uh, second episode, we're going to have uh, one of our great suppliers on. And third episode in this, this section, we're going to have one of our partners talking about what it's like to do a deal, what they've learned, how this has helped them, that kind of stuff. So um, come, come back for those uh, at the later time. So, uh, so I want to hear a little bit about, you know, y- your history. I love to hear stories in this. And if I go back and I remember, uh, seeing some great presenters over time, I don't remember how many years ago this was that we were at some tiny little, uh, a, a cool restaurant with, with John heaps and going back into the Corvisa yes. days. Um, but, but you, you got some good stories in you. So I want to hear the story and I want everybody to know, how did you start in this space? Where did you come from and, and how did you get to, to leading this context in a practice? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. I actually remember that. Um, I remember that little chalet, uh, fancy restaurant we were, we were in there. That was my first soiree into the, uh, the channel, but, um, I kind of came in this space a little oddly because not from the technical side or the supplier side. Um, I was actually managing a medical practice in Philadelphia and I was, I was a young kid and I was done my day at like two o'clock and all my friends were like still working. So I was like, I want to do something else. And my sister was working at a contact center. I didn't even know what that was, but she was all, all I knew was she was like, they're always hiring. Like nobody stays there. So I was like, you're <laughs> such a great salesman. So I went and I started working like the three to 11 shift as a part-time contract contact center agent. And uh, I fell in love as crazy as that sounds. I actually worked there and then it was like a, like a 60 day, you know, engagement. And then they offered me like a regular job as an agent. And I quit managing the doc's office and went and worked at the contact center full time. And I went from agent to team lead, to supervisor, to manager, to, you know, I worked my way up. And um, so, yeah, my experience comes from actually being on the phone. And uh, yeah, I, I took some some calls. I, I worked some prescription drug plans. And <laughs> I worked actually a celebrity prescription drug plan. I can't even tell you about that. But uh, <laughs> NDA, I love it. Yes, I, yes. I know you got stories in there. I know there's some good yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's some stories in there, but um, but it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. So yeah, I, I kind of grew up in contact centers. Love it. And now, you, you know, you get to kind of paint the vision of where this practice is going. And so, you, you know, you get to be at the forefront of it. So exciting stuff to kind of to see that. And, and, and we love that, you know, we're not just figuring this out as we go. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some things that we have to, 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 to try and fail and try again. But having somebody that's yeah. come from the background of this space, uh, I, I think is super instrumental. And so I love, I love hearing that. Yeah. So talk to me about contact center. We're, 
we're big on acronyms and we have to constantly slap our own hands uh, and, yes. and we say an acronym and people go, oh, what is that? I don't know that I want to ask what that is. Maybe I should know, but I don't know. So mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to talk contact center as a service. We call it CCAS. Right. Talk to me um, about what do you think this technology solves? Because it's changed. Uh, it's changed. Yeah. There's you see in CC convergence and and but but what is ultimately what are we trying to do? What is Contact Center doing? I think the best part of what Contact Center does is, and I may say this a little bit weird, but it's, it's, it's unique to this industry. The best part of Contact Center technology is it allows the companies to keep up with their customer. And I know that sounds weird because usually it's the, it's the other way around, right? But the customers have changed the, how they want to interact with, with business. It used to be when contact centers first came out, you had a toll-free number, you dialed the toll-free number, maybe it was like push one for sales or two for support, it wasn't very involved. There was no online presence, there was no chat, there was no any of that. And you just talked to a live person who may or may not have solved your problem, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because they didn't have a lot of fancy tools and data and stuff like that. And you fast forward to today, and of course, you can say it's a generational thing. People like to throw labels on it. They like to say, oh, millennials want to interact this way and baby boys want to interact this way. When in reality, all humans have a level of instant gratification to them. Now, it may vary, but all of them have a, this is how I want to interact. And there's some that don't want to deal with people. They want to be online. There's some that want to use their phones. There's some that want to use tablets. There's some that want to email. They don't want to talk to you. And then there's some that want to call and they don't want to push a lot of buttons. They want a live body. I think the beauty of contact center technology is it allows a company to get the digital software necessary for how their customers want to interact with them. And, and that's, that's, that's the best part. We've all, you know, the bad stories, man. We've all had an instance where you called into some place and they took all your information. You answered all the codes, you voice verified, you put your thumbprint down, you know, you gave them your firstborn. And then it doesn't resolve your issue. So you, you hit out zero to get help. And the first thing the person asks you is like your name and account number. We're all ticked off at that point. Yep. You know, so so the right context and technology can avoid those things. Yeah, it's, it's fair. I, I, I love it too. I, and I think what it helps us do is, you know, we're, we're, we're technical and we have to take off our engineering hats sometimes because this is just a business conversation, right? It doesn't have to get overly technical and it generally doesn't in a lot of these conversations it's about how does how does the business function right now what are your competitors doing out there what do you wish that you could do because sometimes people just don't think about the art of the possible and where this needs to go so i I love your you drive home a really great point in businesses just have to be able to communicate in the way that people want to communicate with them and Mm -hmm the best CSAT score uh, means a lot sometimes, right? We see these numbers and these things flying around, but it really is, I want to interact with the brands that can interact in the way that I want to uh, work with them in. And you got to exactly be flexible right. for that. Exactly right. And, and the, the industry has changed a bit because of more recent reports. I mean, when I was coming up, there was this thing where you had to wow your customer. You know, you had to exceed their expectations. And a lot of contact centers, you could actually walk in and see like, wow, written on a wall. I mean, you know the contact center space, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that was the thing, right? We had all these reader boards and scores. And then we, um, several reports came out, I think over the last uh, six to 10 years, where we started realizing that customers weren't really looking to be wild. Customers really wanted 
speed and accuracy, you know, answer my question as efficiently as possible and let me go on about my, by my business, you know, and that was, that's really caused a shift, I think, and, and how people look at the customer experience delivery, because now it's about, you know, trying, trying to, trying to customize it, trying to detail it to that specific customer um, and what they need and then let them go do it quickly, you know, let them go. Fair. And I think sometimes a lot of people just, they don't know what's possible. They don't know what's out there. And so I, yeah. I, I think you do a great job and the team does a great job of helping people figure that out and, and boil that back down to something that's manageable and something that's doable. Yeah, agreed. So uh, let's let's talk about, you know, us, right? Tolaris, uh, as a brokerage, we've got a lot of great resources, in, including yourself leading out the practice. If, if, if a partner or even a potential partner is listening to this, if they're in... Uh, some other area of sales, or maybe they're selling a cloud technology or selling network technology or whatever it might be, and they want to step into this. What what do you see Tolaris doing? You know, what what is there to help from a resources, from a support perspective? What what is there if somebody's in that capacity? Honestly, it's funny that you asked that question because this is where you know I, I like to you know to to, to pound the chest a, a little bit, and 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 I think you should as well because. When I look at the team of resources, of course we have the we have the tools, right? Um, and we also have the the training, right? We have academies, we have boot camps, we have ticks, we have all these things that you can learn at your level. And I think a partner should certainly take advantage of those. If you if you're not sure at, at all, you know, maybe maybe check out a boot camp. If you think you want to learn this this technology, then then certainly attend an academy. But the best part about Tolaris. I think is that the, the the physical, the people resources that we have, um, and you know, you you can't Megan Ty, Michael Belarjan, Jason Lowe. I mean, yourself, Bob, Scott. I mean, uh, the you can't touch this team. I tell people this all the time, and I did this at the, the Partner Advisory Council. But someone asked me about, you know, do we think the other TSBs will catch up or something like that. Or, you know, so-and-so hired this person, so-and-so hired that person. And I tell people, like, I'm, I'm from Philly. I'm, I'm from the hood, you know, and I like to play ball. I play basketball. I play football. And in the hood, you go to the court with your five, you know what I mean? Like, with your team. And the game's already going on. And you just be like, I got next. Or if the game's are started, you tell the guy, look, like, I got my five. We're going to take on y'all. I feel that way 1000% in this space. Also, any TSB, mini, sub, master, whatever cute name they want to come up with, man, I will put up the Tolaris team in this space against anyone out there. And I think that's what a partner needs to know. There's no one else that has the, the resource and knowledge and experience that we have. There's others that'll tell you they have cuter tools and maybe they haven't they wrote a report there's some that are doing flashy things, you know, and they'll um, bring in celebrities and stuff. All that stuff's cute. But the bottom line is this is a click it, a clickish type space. And contact center leaders don't buy from people who don't understand their language, who don't understand the operation and, and can't talk the talk with them. And no one has who we have in that space. Great. Uh, appreciate the kind words. Uh, we, I tell you, we have been, we have been fortunate to hire some amazing people, some absolutely incredible people that, that, that you mentioned, right? And, and, and the broader team as well that gets pulled into that. I, I do think that what's funny 
sometimes partners are they just think they have to go figure it out on their own they think yes. oh this is great you, you guys are awesome uh, I, I love your contract i love your terms i love all these things okay i'll go knock i you know i might go do a, an academy root camp and then i'll go work these out and and we're here to say to your point whatever you want if, if you want to go do that awesome like there's there's no right and wrong way to do these but we believe to your point in that yes the people are the the key to this yeah. and we are here to help you we love doing deals uh yeah. i i i love doing this a lot more than i did selling door to door vacuums and i want to keep doing this <laughs> and i think the people are the key to that and it turns yes. out people are a lot uh, businesses like to buy the things they need uh and the things that they cannot function without and i think being at the epicenter of that and having some great people to your point makes this a whole lot easier. So partners, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, definitely makes it easier. Sure. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't do vacuum cleaners, but, um, <laughs> I did sell cookware door to door. So, Oh, see, there it is. All right. Yeah, try, pans. Try, try doing that, man. And, and you got, and you got to cook at them. So I gotta, I'm knocking on strangers doors and actually going in and cooking for them, you know, uh, wow. fun, experience. So fun experience. And that things. cookware was not cheap. That's because it was great and you believed yes, in it and it was, it was high quality. It was great cookware and, you know, nonstick and, and all that, you know. and uh, It's hard it, to tell people to buy a $2,500 vacuum, even though it is really yeah, good. It is. But still, I'd be, Especially since they were already in their house minding their business and you're just, he's just showing up. He's nice. I guess we'll listen to him, whatever. He's like a nice kid, but... Uh, Funny. That's why I love the stories. I love the windy road that we kind of all take to get here. It's fascinating yeah, to hear. It's been fun. So if if I'm a partner, um, I mean, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit. Is there any other recommendations that you would give to a partner if, if they're in an adjacent area, if they're not? What, what is step one of boot camp? Is step one looking at some training? Anything additional that you think they should be doing as far as growing their progression? Is it is it account mapping, you know, working on a relationship that they have and helping them or what, where would you last thoughts to steer somebody in what's the yeah, next that's step? A, that's a good question. And I think what we've done is, is pretty good because I think partners um, are going to be at different stages in that, you know, I want to have a contact center practice. They're the partners who are just starting out and haven't figured out what they want to focus on. And they just know they want to be an agency and the, the way to help them is really with some onboarding. We have a lot of videos, a lot of, um, a lot of supplier content, and a lot of our own content. And then you, have, you may have some, some uh, partners that are successfully selling UC, you know, Unified Communications, or successfully selling you know, cloud or something like that. And they're like, eh, I wanna, I wanna do the, the, the contact center. You know, um, how, how do I do the trade? We actually have some hands-on things you could use to like, I mean, like practical, it says, call your existing UC customers, ask these five questions. If they say yes to this one, call your SE. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward, like uh, practical application. And then we have the ones that, um, you know, maybe smaller shops, maybe one or two people, um, and they're, they're selling connectivity or cloud or cola or something like that. And they want to do contact center, but um, maybe don't have the resources to invest themselves. We have other exceptional contact center partners that are willing to partner with you, work on deals, help you build your practice. Um, we have, uh, again, in addition to our, our local solution engineers who will help you run deals, we also have the people like, like Mikey B and Megan who will help you build a practice. You know, I don't really think there's anyone better at um, talking 
through what I call the add-on companies, like not the core contact center companies, mm-hmm. but the ones who do WFO and AI and, and, and all those things. Megan has those like just in her head. It's kind of scary because sometimes I'll just call her and be like, yeah. hey, who do, who do we have that can do this? You know, and bam, just, bam, bam, done. Yeah. She rattles them off. So um, I think what's important for our customers and even potential customers to understand is it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're brand new starting off or you're successful in some other tech. We have different ways of getting you to to the level you want to be. Um, you know, with the resource that we have, like I said, some of them are self-service, some of them are, are, are tools and some of them are the actual people, but we, we mix that all together to meet the, uh, partner where they are. Good, good stuff. Uh, super reassuring, right? If I'm a partner or if I'm thinking about doing this and moving into it, I'd love to hear that stuff. Yeah. And you don't have to know it. I think you pointed us out. You, you don't have to know this. I think yeah. some partners are, and we, we should touch on that really quickly because I get this from the partners a, a lot. Successful partners have built their business by being the subject matter expert to their customer on what they know. And so some of them are a little uncomfortable introducing something that they don't know. And that's why I think it's important that we reassure them, you don't have to know, we know. And and we are here to support you and we go in as you, you know, we go in as a subject matter expert for your agency. And so you're you're showing your customer that, that broader expertise. It doesn't have to be to be you per se. Great call. And so, so final thoughts then, uh, you know, where, where this is going, I don't, I don't know if you have a crystal ball on your desk uh, as a great paperweight, <laughs> but if you did and you're looking into it, I mean, we've seen an obvious evolution. We've seen UC evolve. We've seen yeah. CC evolve. Where does this go? What, what is the next, uh, roadmap look like in front of us? Uh, what, what are we going to see out there? If I'm a partner talking to a customer, if I'm a customer looking at procuring technology in this space, what, what do you see? What's on your horizon? I think there's, I think there's two sides of it. One is like, like we said, the customers themselves that, that, that have taken us from just telephony to all these other digital channels. I think that's going to continue to grow. I think, um, the next big thing from a customer interaction standpoint is, is probably going to be text messaging and, and more apps on the phone. People have, have, have really taken to this whole cell phone thing. I mean, and it's on steroids now. I don't even think people use them to talk. Uh, you know, it's more like take pictures and, and, and run the apps, right? That's, that's growing. And, and the companies, they figure out how to intertwine all of those digital channels together and have it available to me mobile um, is, is, is probably going to win. The other one that's fascinating to watch is the mergers and acquisitions right amongst the suppliers what what who's buying who who's going to team up with who um and not from a financial perspective but um those integrations make for a smoother delivery for the customer so that's why it matters in in this space when you combine certain technologies and the customer can get four or five things they want from one place or one app or one source that makes a big difference and of course we'll keep our eye on the on the the buzzwords, right? Our job is to find out when the buzzwords come up, which ones are fat and which ones get legs. And, you know, we, we know AI has been around for a while and, and, and the, the machine learning aspect, and we're starting to see more of that on the back end, less chatbot stuff. We know RPA is the talk of the town now, how much of it can really be automated. Can you really make a single pane of glass for an agent, which would revolutionize this industry? Um, so those are the types of things that we're, that we're, that we're watching and exciting because a partner, instead of saying, Hey, this is what a contact center product can do. 
a partner now can go to a customer and say, hey, what do you want to do as a company? Forget about what you know how to do right now. Forget about what your current technology does. What would be best case scenario for your agents in their handling of your customers? And then a partner can actually bring that back and say, look, who does that? Or how can I make that happen? You know, so it's 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 an exciting time. I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what happens this year. Love it. Fun place to be in. I feel like we're right at the epicenter of it. Love what you're doing leading out the practice. Uh, and, and I'm excited to see where everything goes. So yeah. that, um, that, that wraps us up for today. Uh, Brandon Knight, Vice President of our Contact Center Practice. Appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate the time, sir. Awesome. Good talking to you. And I want to I want to wrap us up today uh, with just a quick story. Uh, I I always want to end these if I can with just a little nugget. Uh, sometimes we get in our own way. Sometimes we need to hear what others have done, and and, and just sometimes we don't know what's possible within our own self. Right. And so I want to flash back for just a second. When I moved out here, uh, I was actually a car mechanic by trade. That was what I thought I was going to do forever. I loved cars. <laughs> Moved out here, uh, and and one of my good buddies was a sales guy, uh, super alpha, you know, uh, all, all into sales. And and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and you know, I realized that maybe the the, the car thing wasn't for me. Uh, what was I gonna do? And uh, he he said, dude, you should you should get into sales. And I went sales. I don't I don't know if I'm good with people, man. Uh, uh, are you sure? No, oh, no, no, no. I think you'd do great. I'm like, all right. So what do we do? We bust out the newspaper because that's what you did. And the first thing that we see right there, uh, 100% commission, class two medical equipment sales. And I'm going, geez, why wouldn't I want all the commission? That seems like a good deal, right? <laughs> what's the worst What's the worst thing? This is great. Oh, God. So I show up. I still don't know what we're selling. And, uh, you know, we're getting the, the, all this sales training. And I, I look around and I'm going, wait a minute. Is this a group interview? There's like 20, <laughs> oh, yeah, 20 people here. Wow, this place must be amazing, right? So it's going through my head, totally clueless. I was 20 and had no idea what was going on. So anyway, they bring out the $2,500 vacuum. They bring out the $800 air cleaner. And uh, (laughs) we're getting, I got a binder. We're doing the Zig Ziglar overcoming objections, sales training, and and we're feeling feeling good. And so anyway, we had a, had a big group of uh, gals that were setting appointments, uh, kind of like the boiler room. It was this whole startup mentality. Mm-hmm. And what we would do is, you know, it's funny. You, I had to tell the story because you mentioned cookware. So what would happen is we would every day, we would go in, we'd get our vacuums, we'd schlep them out to the car. We'd get our appointments uh, from the appointment setters every day. And we'd go into the back and we get these box of these dollar store steak knives. And I still actually have... Surprisingly, uh, they've lasted. Probably not as good as your cookware had lasted. Oh, man. But I get these dollar store steak knives. So I load up. I take, you know, I got three, four appointments for the day. And I'm going out and I'm, I'm, I'm visiting the, the wonderful, uh, the, the moms of Utah that are, that are yes. there and, and, and talking about, you know, I've got these appointments. And anyway, so, so I'm coming into the houses and I've got, uh, you know, hey, in the middle of the presentation, uh, you know, go in and, and pick a spot with your Bissell. Go over it 50 times, and then I'm going to go over it with my vacuum, and I'm pulling these pads of dirt out left and right, and I'm looking uh-huh. them in the eyes, and I'm going, you see all that dirt on that pad? That's what your baby's crawling on. How does that make you feel? <laughs> and the, the the checkbooks are coming out. The, you got it, yeah. 2500 bucks for the vacuum, absolutely. And so I'm getting... I'm going, man, this sales thing's not too bad. I'm getting pretty comfortable with it. I'm, I'm feeling good, and I'm knocking down these 
$2,500, sales. And one day I, I, I go and do this demo. It's about two months in. And a husband and wife were there. And the husband stops me and he said, uh, hey, I got, a, just, I got a weird question for you, man. Uh, what, like, what exactly were you told uh, that was going to happen when you were coming to this appointment today? And I said, that's a, that's a weird question. I'm thinking to myself. And uh, I said, well, geez, you guys, you know, you set the appointment, you, you called in, you, you cared about your health and cleanliness, and you got little ones running around, <laughs> and then you just, you, you wanted to look at some of the, the cleaning products that we had. And he's just he's cracking up. <laughs> and he says, you know, about the only thing that I was told was that we had won some free steak knives as part of a contest, and you were coming to drop that off, and you had something to talk to us about. And you were super nice, so we kind of just let you keep going. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is 45 minutes into the presentation after I've been oh. doing this for two months. So, long story short, um, you know, okay, let's, let's forget about the fact that I was lied to for two months. Great yes. learning experience. Yeah. Shock it up. Uh, but what I learned was that, hey, you know, this sales thing isn't too bad. Uh, I really would have been the only thing in my own way. So, I think sometimes you just, People don't know what they're truly capable of until we yeah. can get the psyche out of the way and put them into that position. So anybody that's that's listening to this, just you, you know, uh, understand that what you're doing today, you can continue to do more, and you can do things that you didn't know you could do. Uh, Absolutely, just give a shot. Yeah, because imagine, figure it out. imagine if you knew that the people didn't really sign up for oh. how, that. Would, that would have, that would have negatively impacted you. I'd have been fired quicker than I quit because I wouldn't have been selling anything. <laughs> I, lo I love it. I love it. I love that approach. I can see you showing up with a vacuum cleaner, man. I would, <laughs> I would take down the Kirby's. I'd take them all down. We destroyed them. Oh, all okay. of that good stuff. But uh, fun, fun times, man. Fun times. So. Awesome. Yeah, those are the days. I don't know if you guys, so real quick. I don't know if you guys get into the hype stuff, but like we'd have to go in in the morning, you know, and I'd get my cookware set. Um, and we didn't have appointment centers. I literally got dropped off at an industrial oh, complex. Yeah. And I just had to work my way through security and in the building and talk to people and stuff like that. But our little our little thing was we had this uh, coupon book. It was like a dine around book that would give you, you know, you know. But the funny thing to me was, and I'm not a morning person, was right before we'd go out, we'd all get in this room and they turn the lights down and turn on like a disco light <laughs> and loud music. And like one of the one of the heads of the company would literally be like jumping up and down and hyping people. And there was like, you know, espresso for everyone. And, and it was uh, it was insane. People were like downing monsters, you know, uh, <laughs> and then they would like turn you loose and everybody would be like, <laughs> I'm envisioning like when Jordan and and Pippin are walking out, you know, in the three peat area, it's dark. We get the lights running and I'm, 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 that's what I'm envisioning. <laughs> Oh yeah, they they cut you loose, all hyped up on caffeine and loud music playing. Man, you think you can take on the world? You're ready. It works. It works. It's cheesy. <laughs> Some of that's cheesy, but hey, it it uh, you know we never know sometimes what we're capable of. Yeah, that's true. I never thought I'd be in sales. So hey, here we are. So we're here now. Well, good stuff as always. Good to connect with you, man. Uh, appreciate it, and uh, thanks so much for coming on. So everybody, uh, until next time, Brandon. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you, sir. Good talking to you. Thanks, everybody. Next Level Biz Tech has been a production of Tolera Studio 19. Please visit Tolaris.com for more information.